You look great. I like that <laughs> little onesie that you got going on there. I'm in this whole like sleep attire. I know. That's like, like a slumber it's... party that we're having. I got my 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 little fuzzy slippers on and no, and your button there's like ready to pop. It it legit looks like it's about ready to too because I'm like looking down at it and you can see where it goes into the other part and it's just slightly pulled away. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. It's hopefully good. you don't have any wardrobe malfunctions. <laughs> well, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time it's ever happened. No, but we're trying to behave ourselves so that we. Right. put stuff on multiple platforms now. And this is why I am in the attire that I have chosen for the night. Okay. Well then, <laughs> I guess we should get into this. I think so. Um, I do want to start by making an apology to the trans community um, and all the people that support the trans community because last week uh, it was brought to our attention that... Uh, the terminology that was used was... Not as accurate as we had thought. Yeah. Um, and if anybody found it offensive, that was not our intention. And we apologize uh, for the couple times that we may have misgendered trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you made the comment about... Um, How trans women are beautiful, regardless that's who they are. They yes. are beautiful women. Yes. And um, that was what I was trying to portray it just didn't come out that way yeah and i take responsibility for that whole thing because i kind of sprung it off the top of my head you know to talk about that whole uh, portion in that segment and we did not do the proper research on the terminology and what is considered offensive now and not so i take responsibility for that and i hope that anybody listening um if you did find it offensive, I hope you accept our apology. And moving forward, we will definitely do our best to educate ourselves prior to talking about anything like that on the show again. Yes. Now, with that said, we're going to get into episode 70 oh. because we have some more controversial shit to talk about because it wouldn't Always. be the kitchen sink if we weren't pushing people's buttons. No. <laughs> so... Let's get into it. It's a pineapple party. Oh, we got polyamory too. What's that? You want a kink fest? A little BDSM? Well, buckle up, buttercups, because we got that too. It's the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink Podcast. And we are back. With episode number 70. Yes, we are. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do like your normal saying afterwards. And I was like, oh, nope, he's not going to say this. Time. Nope, I'm not going to say it. Okay. I was hoping that you were going to come up with something, but no. That's that's a really high stake right there. <laughs> oh, my God. This is already a shit show. Well, then that's perfect because that's what we are. All right. So... um. If you didn't hear, go back, rewind. We made an apology to the trans community about last week's episode. Um, And if you did listen, thank you. But we have another controversial topic to go over in swing this week because it's something that's been popping up a lot over the last, I'm going to say year. Yeah, I would say so because you're the one who kind of brought it to my attention over the last year and it's been pretty much the common staple of like what the fuck because it's very misleading um and it kind of makes you just be like why are you in the space right and now we don't want to shit on people's dynamic Mm -hmm. we we understand there are some couples that that is legit you know their dynamic but here's the thing when you are a couple and you are in a swingers group predominantly a couple for couple group, let's say. Mm -hmm. And your lady uses herself to promote you as a couple. Right. Like she's the one who does the posting. Right. It's all sexy pictures Mm -hmm. and flirting with everybody. But then when it comes down to it, they only play with women. Right. So, 
they lead people on mm-hmm. thinking that this is a couple that, you know, plays with other couples when really it's a couple that's looking for a unicorn. Yeah. So I have a big problem with that. All right, let's hear your take on why you have a big problem with this. Okay. Now, I'm not against unicorn hunters per se. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of couples start that way because it's like a dip your toes in the water type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you eventually need to grow out of that. I mean, in my opinion, you can't just look for unicorns for years and years and years. Well, I mean, mean, eventually you will get to the point where you're going to be burnt out from it because they are so hard to find. And even if you do find one, it doesn't mean that she wants to play with you anyway, let alone both of you. Right. And now, like, I know that there's going to be people, well, my wife doesn't want to play with other men. Okay. Well, then that could be true. Then she needs to go find a girl like Stop being in swingers groups mm. as a couple to look for unicorns. Right. Like, get on Tinder or Feld or, you know, the three thing or whatever. Like, whatever fuck that app is. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of women out there in the normal world mm-hmm. that will hook up with a couple. Yeah. Just I for feel fun. Like- I feel like you could actually be successful with that, just going to a random bar. I think and you'd be more successful in the vanilla world. Yeah. That's, that's, than you would be in the swing world. Yes. Because, not going to lie, I mean, a lot of the the friends, you know, that I've talked to about unicorn and unicorn hunters and stuff, mm-hmm. we all kind of agree that unicorn hunters, like, as couples are kind of the bottom of the barrel. Like, uh, like yeah. I know like a lot of people shit talk on single guys, mm-hmm. but I think unicorn hunters are way worse. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the general consensus when it comes to how everybody has felt about that. Just because of the fact that they do kind of alienate themselves to just finding that one unicorn that they may never find for the next year. But they're not expanding into, you know, making connections with other people, even if it was a single dude or even if it was just another couple that they could share the same space with. They're just kind of secluded themselves to, okay, I'm going to this event. This is what I'm looking for. Fuck everybody else. Well, the problem comes in when you have insecure men. Mm Mm-hmm. You see a lot of that. That use their wives. They encourage their wives to explore their buy side. Like, oh, honey. Because they think it's hot. You can play with women and then, you know, then I can join and it'll be so much fun. Yeah. And for a lot of these couples, I feel like, you know, that works. Like the, the man is able to kind of brainwash the woman into thinking, oh, yeah, this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, because they get that, well, I get to play with a woman. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm playing with a woman, it, it won't be so bad to share my man with her. But if that woman was completely honest, mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you she's going to say, yeah, I would love to have another dick. <laughs> I but think she's eventually- too afraid to say that because she doesn't want to, either hurt her man's feelings or cause any issues in their relationship. I, to be honest, I feel like it comes down to, there's a part of her where that I think would feel like she's going to hurt his feelings. But I really think a lot of it is the avoidance of fighting that would occur because her man is insecure and she's saying, Hey, I would like to fuck another guy. And she knows that that's just going to set him off. Oh, and yeah. why not, like, why would you want to go down that road if you know that's exactly what's going to happen? So you're just going to go, oh, yeah, we can just keep playing with females. Right. And, you know, for a lot of those couples, the same ones that would get into an argument mm-hmm. over the wife fucking another guy, mm-hmm. I feel are the same ones that 
wouldn't be okay with their wives playing with another woman solo. Oh. Because if they're not involved, she can't do anything. Right. So it's like he has to be there regardless. Right. Even if it's just a female. Right. He has to be involved Hmm. because it's all about him. Right. He doesn't give a fuck about his wife. He just wants to have two females. Yeah. He just wants to get pussy from another chick. Yeah. But he uses, you know, his wife's bisexuality or, you know, her by curiousness mm-hmm. to make that happen. Right. Now this isn't all of them, but I feel a large majority this will cover them. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this 9 years. And yeah. I mean, we've said it 100 times. We started as unicorn hunters. We did, yeah. But that did not last very long at all. No. Because we realized I think it was less than a year. It was shitty. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, just to try to find one, and we went over this many times before, half the time, they're crazy. And the other time is, like, they may be not attracted to you, or they're attracted to you, but not really me. So, like, everything has to fit in perfectly. Right, or they're not actually bi, they're just... Oh, the, like the pillow princess. The pillow princess yeah. that may have been interested in me. Yes. But they'll let you go down on them and stuff like right, that. Right, right. We've had that happen many times. You know, but like for us, when we started and, you know, we had a couple unicorn encounters. Mm-hmm. They weren't super great at all. No. Um, <laughs> we quickly realized that by not involving couples or single guys, you know, or solo playing guys that we were missing out on a ton of the lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, I feel like once you open yourself up to check into all the different aspects of the lifestyle that you can get into, it opens up so many doors for more experiences and, you know, finding out more about yourself and more friends. Yeah, like our friend circle like quadrupled when we started interacting more with other couples and like the single men and just anyone who was around. Right, because, you know, it it goes back to what I said about how a lot of people, you know, aren't fond of unicorn hunters. Mm -hmm. You know, because like a lot of times they're not there for the community. No. They're there to find that one chick that's willing to fuck both of them and that's all they care about. Right. They're not there to, you know, make friends with people and, you know, build friendships and relationships that go beyond that evening. Right. Um and what I have a problem with in, you know, these online groups and stuff is if the main focus is for couples or people that can play solo. Mm-hmm. Then why is it that almost every other post is, you know, hey, we're new here. We're looking for a female to join us. Yeah. You know, or it's a woman after those posts, you know, they'll make five or six posts saying that they're looking for a female and it doesn't work. And then all of a sudden you get a post about the, from the female saying, I need some girl time. Yeah. There's a lot of the, I need some girl time, but then it ends up being that it's the girl time with a side of sausage. Right. Like, like I feel like you can't say you want girl time and have a dick be involved. Right. Because like to me, girl time just means me and that girl. Because you've talked to some of those girls mm-hmm. that say, Oh, I'm looking for girl time. And then as soon as you say, Oh, Hey, I'd be interested. Yeah. Then all of a sudden it's They're like, oh, would well, you be okay if my man like watched? And I'm like, no. Right. Because then <laughs> watching turns into joining. Right. Cause then like, it'll be, you know, they're going to sit on the bed and then they're going to like slowly start touching and they're going to start, obviously, with their woman. And then I know exactly what will happen is the hand's going to travel and be right. like, oh, I'm sorry. But then, you know, you're going to be feeling it and that then it's not well, what you wanted it to be. And you're going to have to be like, yo, well, no, that's their plan. Right. Exactly. To get you all 
worked up. Right. So you'll just keep riding that. This feels really good. Right. Yeah, sure. It's fine. Even though that's not what I originally agreed on. Right. And to me, that is like some of the most scumbag type of people ever. So now we've had it where now we've never actually like gotten together with them because of this, but they had reached out to me about playing and they come at it. And we've talked very similar about this before about, you know, playing as a couple, but not really making any hints towards you. Right. They don't mention me at all. No. So like all of the, you know, the pictures being back and forth, it was like, oh my God, you're so hot. You're this, I would love to do this with you. But nothing was like, oh my God, your man is so hot. I can't wait to be able to get together and just like have a good time with everybody. It was never like that. Right. It's always just about you. Right. And that's how, you know, there's your red flag. Yep. Anytime a woman does not, like interact with me Mm -hmm. from another couple, I automatically just throw them in the trash. Like if the wife can't talk to me and I don't give a shit if, if the husband's like, well, she's not a big talker or this or that. Mm. I don't care. It's not going to work for me. Right. Because you need to have some form of an interaction. And if there's none, then you're not going to put any time and effort into it because you know, you're not going to get it back. Right, but And then you also know that that person's really not that interested at all. But it never fails. With those couples, they have no problem talking to you. No. But, like, if I say something in a group chat, which I fucking hate group chats. I know you do. But if I say something. It's like crickets. I get either no response or I get, like, a little one or two word response. Right, but then when I post something or They're say something. They're fucking paragraphs. Like, I was just going to say, it's like a long-ass paragraph. Yeah, so... And, like, the thing is, is, like, when you're in a group chat, you know, the other partner is going to see that difference. Yeah. You know, unless you think they're fucking dumb, they're not going to be feeling it anymore because they're going to see that it's one-sided. And that's, if anyone in this lifestyle knows anything, they want the same reaction for their partner that they receive. So, if they're not seeing that and there's way more on one side, that's already going to make them not want to continue. Well, see, I feel like... There's a uh, a discrepancy between more veteran couples mm-hmm. and people that are newer to the lifestyle because that type of behavior may work on a couple that hasn't been in, in the lifestyle that long because right. the wife that's getting all the attention might be like, oh my God, I'm getting all this attention. This mm-hmm. is so much fun, you know not giving a shit that her husband is basically being excluded. Right. And now we've seen this firsthand where new couples go to play with another couple Mm -hmm. and it's really just that other couple trying to have a threesome with that other wife. Yes. And they basically just leave the other guy out. Right. You know, or or they make it so uncomfortable that that other guy just decides to can't get hard and, you know, so then obviously, well... We can still have fun, right? You know, and that's the mentality that I fucking hate. Like, they'll do anything in their power. To keep making something happen on their end. Yeah, just with that other female. Yeah. You know, and you get it all the time where people basically ask you to be their unicorn (laughs) because you play solo. Yeah, not a unicorn. (laughs) Right. And it's not that you wouldn't, but the thing is, if people come at you, as a unicorn, mm-hmm. you're automatically turned off. Exactly. Like, I'm already done before you even said hi. <laughs> it would be totally different if, you know, you're chatting it up with either, you know, the male or the female half. Mm-hmm. And then you happen to get along well with the other half of the couple. Right. And then it was on my end that I was like, hey, would you guys be interested? Right. That would be completely different. Yes. But you never even get the opportunity to do that because they bombard you right away with, Oh, you know, my man or my woman would love to play with you. You know, I, that is probably the biggest turnoff ever is when I have a guy that messages me and says, my woman would love to have time with you or my woman would love if we would all be together. So 
that the reason that turns me off so much is because if that woman was interested, she needs to message me. I don't want to hear it from the husband. Right. Because that automatically tells me that wife has not a single clue that you messaged me telling me these things. And then she'll get thrown in and have no idea what the hell is going on. And she may not even be by. Well, I mean, that's very possible. But I think what happens a lot of times, you know, because women in the lifestyle generally are very hands-off. Like we've talked about this before too. Yeah. Where the man does all the communicating and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But she probably had saw your picture in a group or something and told her husband, oh, she's really hot. And then he takes it upon himself to message you. Right. And be like, oh, we'd love, you know, to get together with you and all this shit. But for you, that's a major turnoff because yeah. you want the woman more yeah. so than the man. Yeah. And, and I even will encourage too, even like, I mean, I'm not going to, yes, I'm already like not feeling it when they come at me like that, but I will still give them that opportunity of, you know, let her know she can message me. What does she look like? You know, stuff like that. Um, and a lot of times I won't hear anything back. Well, yeah. I mean, aside from the guys that, you know, pretend to be in the lifestyle, mm -hmm. there is that whole issue of women not communicating with who they want to play with. Yeah. Like just because they say, Oh, I know I think this woman's really pretty or really hot. That doesn't mean she wants to play with them. She might just be, well, no, it, it, it does, but she won't come out and actually talk to whoever she's interested in. Mm. She makes the man do it all. Yeah. And to me, if you can't communicate, you don't belong in the lifestyle. Well, the like, biggest thing is communication. So you if have your to husband has to reach out to everybody mm -hmm. or if wh whoever is reaching out to you has to go through the husband, mm -hmm. that's a huge red flag for me. Yeah. Like if I have a gatekeeper that I have to talk to. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm out. Like, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Because we're all big boys and girls here. <laughs> we can have a conversation Mm -hmm. with the person we're actually interested in. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with respect. I'm not trying to fuck a husband. <laughs> no, definitely so not. So I'm not going to talk to a husband about fucking his wife. Yeah. I'm going to talk to the wife and it's up to her to say, you know, hey, I either have to be in a, a group chat to discuss this mm -hmm. or, you know, you have to go through my husband, at which point I'll say, thank you for your time. I'm no longer interested. Right. You know, and... People will come at me and say, well, that's fucking shady. How? No, it's not shady. I'm not going to talk to a husband and say, oh, man, your wife's really pretty. I would really like to fuck her. So my question is, have you ever gotten messages from guys saying that to you about me? A couple times, but I make it very clear. Do not fucking message me in regards to you. <laughs> okay. You are a big girl. Yeah. You can handle yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not the gatekeeper of Tink's vagina. <laughs> no. I will be the one to tell you, be like, your, big, your dick is too big. Sorry, move along. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I don't want to know yeah. when people are interested in you. I could give a fuck less. Mm -hmm. Even when we're out at clubs and takeovers and stuff, people will be like, oh, Pedro, would it be okay if I go talk to Tink? And I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> like... I don't believe you need permission to go up and talk to a woman. Yeah, I mean, Just because she's mine doesn't mean you need permission to go do so. Like that, I'm not your own property when we go to these events. It just blows my mind that, and I understand they're trying to be respectful. Yeah. But. Okay. But <laughs> we make it very well known what our dynamic is. Yeah. You know, in every intro we do mm -hmm. online, on the podcast, when we talk to people, it's yeah. always the same thing. We are autonomous when it comes to playing. Mm -hmm. You can do what you want to do. I do what I want to do. We will talk about it together. Mm -hmm. But we don't need other people coming to us to get permission to talk or to go play or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's our job as a couple to right. do that with each other. Mm-hmm. And that's where 
I think a lot of people have this whole thing fucked up. Yeah. They think that, you know, oh, if a woman wants to play with somebody's man, that that woman has to go to the other woman and be like, I want to play with your man. Is it okay? Like, what the fuck? Are we six? Are we sharing fucking soccer balls or building blocks in kindergarten? Like, so I'm kind of like torn on that because like, I feel a little bit more at ease if at least I've had like a little conversation with the woman and it wasn't just like, no idea what's going on, but that's just me. And like, it's not even one of those, like, we have to go in depth and be like besties, but like, at least if she could come up to me and just be like, Hey, me and your man are going to go play, you know, whatever that would, I feel like would be enough for me to be like, okay, cool. Like go have fun. But that's the difference. That's them coming up and saying, you know, Hey, me and Pedro are going to go play. Mm Mm-hmm. I just wanted to introduce myself real quick. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's all I really need. Like, you I know. don't have to be, like, all of a sudden talking with but you for 30 minutes. totally different than asking permission. Okay. Like, because that doesn't have to happen. Right. You know, and there's going to be times where you're not even around. Right. And, like, things so, will just occur and you're going to go off, so. Right. And that's where I feel, for us, if somebody doesn't, introduce themselves to you even if they had the opportunity mm-hmm. you're not gonna go on and be a full-on bitch and be like oh i can't believe that bitch didn't even fucking say hi to me what the <laughs> fuck you know and you're not gonna be mad at me because i played with someone that didn't introduce themselves to you yeah no i mean like you'll end up just telling me like oh hey you know just had a good time or whatever i'm like oh all right but that also kind of goes into a little bit of the new dynamic of us doing the hot husband thing. So in a way there's going to be those times where I'm not going to know. Right. But, but but my point is it's not disrespectful. No. To you. No. If I go play with somebody and they don't introduce themselves. Right. Or ask permission. Right. Because that's literally the reason we're in the lifestyle is to play with people. Right. You know, and like, I know, I sound like a fucking raging asshole when it comes to this. <laughs> and that's fine. I will die on this hill. Okay. <laughs> because, I mean, I'm sure other people could find a nicer way. But for me. I was just like, you're, you're not other people. <laughs> I can't because it's cut and dry. Yeah. Like, if you play separately. Mm-hmm. I probably should have led with that. If you play separately. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't need to go get the other person's spouse's permission. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because... Now, if you play as a couple... That'd be different. And, you know, say I'm the guy, Mm -hmm. I see another couple that I think would work well for us, Uh then yeah, I will go up and talk to the couple. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to go up and talk to the guy. I'm going to talk to the couple and be like, you know, hey guys... I think, you know, you, the woman, are very beautiful. I would love to play with you. My wife, you know, thinks you're very handsome and she would like to play with you. What do you guys say? Mm-hmm. You know, that is how a couple for couple should work. But if I'm playing solo mm-hmm. and another woman is playing solo, why do I have to get you and him and the National Guard and Congress involved to go fuck. You shouldn't need to. You should just be able to go off and fuck. I mean, that's not what a lot of people think, though. Yeah. A lot of people think, you know, oh, it's so disrespectful. Not asking the partner's permission. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, then I'm a disrespectful fuck. I don't give a shit. Because <laughs> I'm here for a good time. Mm-hmm. And... I know that I treat everybody with respect. You do. And, you know, everything is consensual. Mm -hmm. So you have nothing to worry about, boss. If she says yes, she's going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. She can come tell you about it later. That seems fair enough. (laughs) You know, and if I happen to, you know, speak to the husband of somebody that I want to play with, 
then I may mention just like in conversation, but I'm not going to ask for permission. Right. I'll be like, hey, bro, can I ask your wife to go fuck? I'll tell him flat out, be like, hey, I'm going to go ask her to fuck. (laughs) And if he handles it like a gentleman should, Mm. then I know we're all good. Yeah. But if he gets shitty with me, you know, well, you didn't ask my permission. Well, then his wife can be mad at him that she didn't get to play because I'll be like, well. Then I'm out. I'm out. Yep. That's just cut and dry for me. And I would expect the same from people approaching us. Yeah. You know, like this isn't a one-sided thing. No. If a dude wants to fuck you, hey, go talk to you. Yeah, I mean, I think we've even said, like, it was one of those keeping tabs of just where we were, not really asking of our right, permission. but that's what I'm saying. It's up to you to come to me and right. say, hey, I'm going to be gone somebody, for a little bit. I, we're going to go play. Right. Yeah. Like, that's all I need. I don't need the dude to come up and be like, you know, trying to be my bestie so that he can get in your pants. Like, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. If, if she wants to fuck you, then have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Yeah. I'm going to die on that hill, and we're going to get hate. I know it. But, hey, that's what we're here for. Of course. We're not going to sugarcoat it like other people do. We are very far from sugarcoating anything. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Because, especially with all these fucking new people. You have to be as That are getting in the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. There's so much bad information out there. It's and scary, to be honest. There's so much sugarcoating about, you know, how great and wonderful this lifestyle is and, you know, how everything should be done, you know, one way because that's the way some other fucking influencer says it should be. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's not a... There isn't a one-size-fits-all for this. There's not because every single person is going to find their path in this and it's going to have valleys it's gonna have mountains it's gonna have rivers it's all gonna be different for each individual are the rivers yellow though (laughs) we'll get to that in later segment (laughs) oh foreshadowing (laughs) but you're every person is gonna have their own path in this and there is no one way fits all all right so now that i made everybody hate me (laughs) what do we got for polyamory all right so i wanted to talk about and this is kind of a term that you've brought to my attention is, you know, a, a meta that you would have in a polyamorous relationship. So for me, I would have a meta with someone who you may be saying. Mm-hmm. So with that, there's there's been a couple that I've been close with. Um And I would say that my support level that I get from them has definitely varied depending on my closeness that I have had with them. So there've been, you know, somewhere I've been super close that I can, you know, discuss anything with. So whether it be, you know, family issues or it be, you know, raising of kids because everybody you've dated has had kids. So there's been something that we've been able to kind of like connect on with and be able to actually, you know, converse and support each other on, even if we weren't in a said, you know, relationship with, because you were the one who was in the relationship with them. Um, But I do feel like it is an important thing to have. I know it's not always going to happen just because when you're in in this case, it would be a V. Um, I'm not a part of it. So n- not every time are you going to have communication where you're like besties with that other person. But in the chances that you have a common ground and a respect and support system with that meta is I, where I kind of feel like polyamory works the best. I agree. And while I'm speaking, why don't you go ahead and look up the actual definition of a meta? Yes. So that you can give the actual definition. Um, But I will say there is definitely varying levels of what the relationships look like with a meta Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's going to be like the one woman I dated 
wanted nothing to do with you. No. Like, she didn't even want to know you existed. No, she did not. Also, why the relationship didn't last very long. But... Yeah. Um, and then there was others where, you know, they they literally look at you like one of their best friends. Mm-hmm. Now, even if they don't get to, you know, speak to you all the time and, you know, text back and forth like you would... Like you your know, best friend. When you're together, though, mm-hmm. it's like besties just (laughs) yes yes you know which is awesome Mm -hmm. you know and if there is a major issue if you need you know somebody like that all you gotta do is pick up the phone right you know and say hey this is important Mm -hmm. and they're gonna respond and talk to you about whatever the issue is Mm -hmm. but i feel like the stronger the relationship that you have with your partner's uh, metas the better their relationship will be together and the better your relationship will be with your partner, you know, because it kind of comes full circle. Well, yeah, because if everybody can communicate Mm -hmm. and everybody's on the same page, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier for everyone to be happy instead of trying to relay messages, you know, back and forth where things can get lost in translation and, you know, not so much translation, but just lost in the process of relaying the message. Right. Um, Especially if it goes like days later, because then you right. kind of feel like you're out of a loop, even though you're you're technically out of loop anyway. But on certain subjects, you know, that or things that come up in life, you kind of want to be on the same page and you don't want to be left behind on it. Right. And I feel like this is especially important when your partner is in a relationship where, you know, they want it to be its own relationship. Yeah. You know, cause like you do have um, like very close knit polycules mm-hmm. that while everyone may not be dating per se, everyone's very close. Right. You know, always hanging out and spending time together and this and that mm-hmm. where it's hard to kind of uh, differentiate, differentiate mm-hmm. between, you know, who's dating who. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen that a lot. But in the instance where, you know, say your partner and your partner's partner mm-hmm. want to have a completely sealed off separate relationship from their partners. Yeah. That's where having a good relationship with the metas is very important. Yeah. You know, because. Because I, I kind of feel like, and it's, it's going to sound bad, but it's the only way I can explain it is if there wasn't that ability to be able to communicate and support each other with that meta, that you would kind of feel like you are in the dark and secluded away and that things are happening that you're not aware of, which obviously that is kind of how it would be because you're not in that relationship and that relationship is closed off to itself. But you have to, I feel like you need to have some form of communication and I guess in a way transparency with that meta. Right. I mean, now obviously it's up to, you know, that, that couple Mm -hmm. to determine, you know, what the other people in the other relationships get to know information wise. Right. But as long as there is, an open avenue for communication mm-hmm. to where, you know, like, especially for boundaries and stuff. Yeah. If you can all communicate what your boundaries are mm-hmm. as a meta, you know, and if everybody is on the same page and says, yeah, that works for me, that works for him, that works for her, mm-hmm. you know, that makes life super easy. Yeah. Because the worst thing, in my opinion, when people date like separately mm-hmm. in a poly situation is the constant need to check in with the other partners. Yeah. Where, you know, Hey, is it okay if we do this? Yeah. Or, you know, are you going to be upset if X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. to me, that is like a huge turnoff 
for any external relationship. Yeah. So I like to have all of that out of the way at the beginning of the relationship. So then that way I can focus on that other relationship. Mm -hmm. And then any communication that comes, you know, like say your way or to my partner's way, mm -hmm. um, it's not a surprise. It's not yeah. like an issue. It's just, Hey, here's information that you might want to know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're happy with that. Yeah. And if you have something that you want to communicate, you can easily do that yeah. without going through, say me. Right. You could contact her or you can even, even contact, you know, the person that would be my maida. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and have that conversation because mm -hmm. everybody is friends. Right. And there is open communication. And that's the most important thing, I think, to have a strong relationship with a Meta. Mm -hmm. Now, the more you have, <laughs> the harder it gets, obviously, because, you know, now Try you're to keep tabs right, cause now you're spreading yourself thin. Right. You know, so for the people that may have, say, five, six partners, that's going to be a lot to keep up with. It's a lot to keep up with. But luckily for us, you know. It's like, just like one your way and one my way. That's right. about it. Yeah. I mean, one each is all we can. <laughs> That's it. All we can handle. <laughs> so, you know, if you were to date somebody, mm -hmm. like I would definitely want to at least be friendly, mm -hmm. you know, have some sort of friendly relationship with that person, whether it's a guy or girl or whatever, so that we can have that open communication. Yeah. You know, and that like, I can just know if I have something to say, mm -hmm. I can say it without either going through you or, you know, having them be like, why the fuck is this guy talking to me? Yeah. You know, because that's never a fun situation either. No. Where all of a sudden somebody else's partner is trying to get at you when you really have no relationship with them. Right. Then you're like, oh, it's bro. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah. So to avoid that, I prefer to have some sort of, you know, friendship or acquaintanceship. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, that's really all I need is just be like, you know, hey, so-and-so. Good to see you again. You know. Yeah. I mean, basically <laughs> it is just to have that acquaintance. Um, real quick, I just wanted to go over exactly what a okay. meta is, which is actually short for metamor. Yes. And it's the term for a person who is the partner of your partner. Correct. That's basically all that is. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to give the correct definition. I'm so glad we did that. Yeah. I mean, cause we've been poly for six or seven years now. We, and yeah. you know, we use like. We're very, terms. We're, yeah, we're very loose about it. <laughs> yeah. We're not super, you know, term centric in our house. No. It's just, you know. No. But it's mainly because we are friends with the people yeah. that you and I date. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like we have to use like, oh, you're metamor. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, we only had that one time. Yeah. But you didn't want anything to do with her because she, she was bitchy. She didn't want anything to do with me. Right, because she was bitchy towards you. So. Yeah. I was like, well, that just got blown up and I ain't going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> but for us, it's more like, you know, hey, have you talked to so-and-so? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way we like it. Yeah. You know, very informal, mm -hmm. you know, because we're not trying to be like uh, the poster children for no. polyamory. We're just trying to live the life that we want to live. That's and also, all there is to it. you know, open the minds for people who potentially are interested in being poly because of you know things that you know don't make sense to be monogamous. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely the the type of people that subscribe to the whole like you know you have to use the correct terms mm -hmm. in, in all this and. I feel like if you're going to be deep into the polyamory world, mm -hmm. then sure. You should probably know every single one of those terms, what they mean, how they're applied. But for us, I date one person, you date one person. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like yeah. 
we're not. We don't have to really here. have a couple tabs open. Like that's yeah. not how that works yeah, for us. We're not dating five, six people a piece here. Yeah. So we do it very basic, mm-hmm. you know, and outside of dating separately, if we date somebody together, I mean, it's a thruple. I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> I've actually been proposed for um, another thruple, but it was with a guy and, and you. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. You'll have to tell me about this. I will. <laughs> I'm sure you could probably guess who it was. <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but, okay. but you'll have to tell me. I will. So, I will. All right. Well, that's my take on having a good relationship with Amanda. Yes. So now on to those uh, yellow covered, yellow colored rivers you were talking about. Oh, <laughs> I totally forgot we were talking about this. So yeah, that was a good job on my part. That's all right. So I want to talk about the golden showers. Now, yeah. this is obviously definitely a, a kink kind of thing. Oh, yeah. That uh, I don't really know why or when it occurred that I started enjoying giving them. <laughs> I know it was a good, oh, goodness, what, seven years ago, I think was my first golden shower. Or were you technically my first golden shower? No, I don't think so. No. You wasn't. were not my first golden shower. No. <laughs> So someone else was my first golden shower and it was quite enjoyable. I loved the thrill of it. Like it was the same high that I get as if I'm dominating a guy and like pegging his ass. Like that's the, the, really? yes, that's the equivalent. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty intense because I know how much you love, uh, putting, a Objects. strap on in a dude's ass. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like it, there is definitely it, it legit makes you wet just thinking yeah. about doing it. It does. It does. So, like, I don't know if I necessarily get wet at the thought of like pissing on a guy. However, are you sure? I don't know. I have to check and we can't do that on here. So, without checking, I do know that just the thought of me doing that, I get that bad bitch error feeling that I get when, you know, I put on my PVC boots and my fishnets and I have my strap on. Like that feeling I get is what I get when I piss on a guy. Okay. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Uh Uh-huh. Let's say, like going back to last week's episode. Okay. That... You were in your slave role, and I told you to piss on one of my friends. Okay. But you were in, like, you know, super submissive, sweet tink, like. I think I would have fun with it, but I would be riding that very fine line before I switch. Like, it would be very hard because I feel like. I would have to mentally be like keeping myself in check to not cross over into being like, take this fucking piss. <laughs> right. Because like in my head, I'm like, Hmm, could you do this in that? Like super sweet, innocent tank. I think I could because like when I'm super sweet, I'm like giddy and like right. bubbly and you know, I'm like Tinkerbell. Yeah. But then when I switch over, I'm kind of like the naughty kinky tank. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, I just wonder if it would excite you and turn you on as much in that aspect as it would when you are kind of the dominant. I think it would. It may not maybe as strong, but I still feel like it would be enjoyable and I would still get something out of it. That's very interesting. (laughs) So now lately you've had a thing about (laughs) watching me pay. I have. Yeah. And where, where is this stemming from? Because now, you know, I'm wondering... Sorry, I have a hair that is like on my boob and tickling me. I'm wondering, like, are you feeling like you want me to like pee on you? Okay, so as a dominant, Mm -hmm. I definitely enjoy giving golden showers. Oh, I know. You've done it to me many times (laughs) when we used to shower together. I mean, because I love degradation and humiliation. (laughs) So, you know, that is like a surefire way. Yeah. To either degrade or humiliate somebody. Yeah, let me just piss on you right here. <laughs> um, but I will say, like, over the past year mm-hmm. or so, like, since you started working, mm-hmm. and you would send me videos of you peeing <laughs> from work, 
I don't know if it's just the frequency of it that because I kinda, pee often. Well, yeah, because you send me a lot of, of pee videos, and I'm basically, like, basically, he's saying he gets three of them a day. Basically, yeah. <laughs> it used to be more when you worked at the other place. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like at first, it was kind of like it was just hot to like see you be naked at work, mm-hmm. like in the bathroom and stuff like that, and then. I don't know, like you really started to get into making these pee videos. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know, with like acting all sexy and, you know, giving me these like dirty little smirks when you were done and stuff. <laughs> so I, I think just over time from seeing it so often mm-hmm. that I kind of got this like pee fetish now. Okay. To where I would not be opposed to having a golden shower on me, you know, where normally that would be reserved for people that like you're dominating. Yeah. Which you do dominate me now. Thanks to me. being a fucking <laughs> He's like, idiot. why the fuck did I do this? He's not enjoying that switch up. <laughs> Let's just put that to be clear for everybody. But, you know, definitely in that role, I would not be upset about it. So, do you think that if I pissed on you, it would make your cock hard? I don't know. <laughs> I want to find out. I've literally never been pissed on. I, what? Nobody has ever peed no. on you? Nope. I mean, I know you're a very dominant soul over here, so I get it. But, wow, I find that shocking. Like, not even, like, your friends thought it'd be funny, like, pee on you? No. Did you pee on them? Maybe. <laughs> This is where it started from. You started like, watch this. You whip it out and piss on your friend. Well, I mean, the nice thing about me and my friend group mm-hmm. was I was the fighter. So nobody wanted to do anything about it. <laughs> so if you did piss on, they're like, fuck. Yeah, they weren't going to do anything about it. So, you know, and it's not like I did it all the time. It's just like if we were drunk or something and we are <laughs> do out. it all the time. So he's done it very often. <laughs> Well, I mean, when you're outside pissing together and you're drunk and, you know, just like turn to talk to him and you're like, oh, oops. (laughs) That's what he says. Okay. (laughs) It was, I was trying to talk to you. I didn't realize I was still paying. (laughs) Hey, we all laugh about it now. That was a long time ago. But uh, yeah, I just, I don't think I would be upset about it. I don't know if it would like turn me on. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I'm sure in some way it would, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it would be that, like, super strong, like, holy fuck, this is the hottest thing I've ever done. Like, all of us, like, you could be, like, completely flaccid to, like, rock hard. You're not right. sure if that'll occur. Right, because, I mean, we know guys. That it does make them like that. That, like, the second they even think you're about to piss on them, mm-hmm. they're like, boing. Yep. You know, where me, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be an enhancement for me. Okay. I don't think it would be like the end all be all. Gotcha. At least in my head, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. All right. You we know? are going to have to test out this theory. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. But it's definitely weird that. You're so intrigued by it. So like the yeah. way it kind of has a, uh, the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, like it's always been something I've been into. Like, but you were the one doing it though. Right. I've always been the one to do it. Right. You know, and like, I've even done it to dudes in like a BDSM scene. Nice. You know, um, because when I was learning about cuckolding and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, I did that to a a cuck because. Like what better way to degrade him than that? Like severe degradation, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, hell. I've done some shit that, like, most people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) But not a whole lot of that has been done to me. Yeah. You know, so at this point in my life, you know, especially since we've been uh, doing this switch up, Mm -hmm. I'm more open to experiencing things just to see how I react. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, because you don't know what you like until you try it. Right. And... There's been things that we've done where I'm like, yep, nope, don't like that. <laughs> that there has been. So, but at least I can say I fucking tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't a little bitch about it. Right. And 
you know, I'm proud of myself for that mm-hmm. because there's a lot of guys out there and women that as soon as they have something in their head, they're like, nope, never going to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and they won't even try it. Right. So. And they could be totally missing out by not trying it. Right. I mean, and there's some stuff that I wouldn't have tried that we've tried that I'm like, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, is this something I want to do all the time? No. But yeah, yeah. every once in a while, yeah, yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm interested to see how this goes. Yes. Um, and we will have to give a little update. And speaking of updates, you were going to give an update of your own. Oh, you remembered this part. I did. Just <laughs> the word update mm. stuck mm-hmm. in my head. Gotcha. So the update was we had talked, uh, uh, this was several episodes ago, about me kind of paying more attention to me pegging you. And, you know, do I find any enjoyment out of it, you know, as far as the actual act of it and what's happening and what it looks like and everything. So the last time that we had played and we had done a switch up, I was kind of paying more attention to what was going on. And I think it started because I was fucking the doll, the mm-hmm. the fake body. And I was watching it and I was like, okay, this is kind of this is kind of intriguing. I kind of like this. So later when we got to play, I'm like, let me focus more on me actually using my strap on, watching it go in, spreading open you know, me like holding open the butt cheeks and I'm not going to lie, watching it slide in and out back and forth and just, you know, going from the very beginning to as far as deep as I could go with my strap on. Yeah, that was very, um, that actually in itself was turning me on to watch that. Like I almost had to like, remember like what I was doing. Like, oh yeah, I'm kind of in charge right now. Like I can't just be like, tra-la-la, let me just watch this go in and out and be like mesmerized by it. But I definitely, I definitely feel like it's, it's a thing that many people who do pegging, um, I mean, it's something that you would look down at and watch. But before when I was doing it, I really wasn't. I was paying more attention to, you know, getting it in and then just kind of focusing on the rhythm. But now that I got the idea of where to go and, you know, because obviously I don't have an actual cock. I can't feel where it's going. I have to pay a little bit more attention to angles and where I'm positioned to get it in just right. But once I'm able to do that now without even thinking, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, wow, this looks really nice sliding into that asshole. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's what all dudes enjoy. I mean, yeah, that's I, why we love doggy style and anal. Like, I can totally understand why, because like it literally just wrapped around the dildo and was just like it just looked really pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now, do you feel like that's something that would get you so turned on that you could get off? I don't know. Or is it something that you still would need a manual stimulation? I think I would still need a manual stimulation because it's kind of like when, like, I fuck a female. Like, I have had it where, you know, I get her to be coming or getting, like, really, like, a lot of enjoyment out of it, and it will get me to, like, drip and gush. Mm -hmm. So, but that is because I'm getting some form of an impact on my clit as I'm thrusting into her. So I wonder if if I was in the right position because, you know, pegging guys is quite different than, you know, having sex with a woman. So if I was in the right position, I'm curious if that same feeling could occur right. and if that would happen or not. Interesting. I guess that's something that you'll have to, to uh, try. Yeah. I'll have to kind of play around with different positions and see which may work. Yeah. And like, I wonder if you could use one of your clit toys in between too. Maybe. You know, since it would kind of like... Like my uh, my green yeah. thruster one yeah. that we did a review on. That one, I think, is it's one, soft enough, and two, it's shallow. Right. And it curves a little bit, so I could tuck it right in front of the strap-on piece. Right. So yeah. that potentially could work. <clears throat> All right, so we're going to close this show out. Um, I'm going to give an update on my medical issues. Okay. Um, so... If you've been following the show, you know, I've been going through testing and all this shit for uh, polycythemia vera. 
which is a form of blood cancer. Um, and the day before my birthday, so last Tuesday, mm-hmm. I believe it was, yeah. uh, I had an appointment with the oncologist and found out that I do, in fact, have polycythemia vera. Um, but no need to worry because my friendly doctor informed me that people that, you know, get diagnosed under 60 generally have like a 10 to 25 year, you know, lifespan after diagnosis, um, as long as it's being managed. Now there are cases where people live even longer. So, um, I'm hopeful that in that time there'll be more medical advances and, you know, there could someday be a cure for it. But if not, I mean, all I can do is manage it and live every day to the fullest extent and fuck as much as possible because that's very important to me. Yes. And Tink's over here about to cry. (laughs) (laughs) You did it. But... um. I don't want anybody to be upset about this and to be sad because it is what it is. I mean, there's people that have much worse diagnoses than what this is. I mean, if I get even 10 years, that's a long fucking time. So there's people that find out they have some form of cancer and six months later they're dead. So that's true. I feel fortunate that, you know, this is my diagnosis. I got 10 to 25 plus years. I mean, can't really get much better than that, you know, if you're going to have a form of cancer. So um, please don't feel sorry for me. I'm not worried about it. He's acting pretty much normal like he would every day. just has some days where he's just having an off day. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have those days. I mean, but like I've, you know, told our close friends and stuff, I'm just going to try my best to be the same fucking asshole that I have been leading up to that Tuesday. Because in my world, nothing's changing aside from the fact they have to fucking drain me of blood. (laughs) Like I'm some fucking slave in a vampire lair like i mean i gotta get two pints of blood drawn every month and that's not that bad because i actually feel much better whenever they do it so plus yeah i mean it is what it is um and to those of you who have already found out and have reached out to me you know i greatly appreciate all your support and your kind words um And, you know, there's some people out there that have something similar, you know, or other blood cancers that have reached out, you know, and if I do need, you know, to talk, I will definitely be reaching out to you. And I appreciate that invitation. But yeah, having that support of it was it was actually kind of overwhelming the amount of people who have reached out and, you know, have checked in on you and right. Cause that's something made sure that's that you were totally okay. new to me. Like I don't, I've never had that. Yeah. I mean, there was even, I, we've even had someone ask if they wanted like a food train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's not that serious to me. I mean, no, you are, you're, you're almost taking it with a grain of salt, which is really interesting to see because I'm not used to that. Well, I mean, I've almost died several times, like in an instant. So you're like, this is just a prolonged one for someone to tell me I got 10 to 25 plus years. I mean, fuck. It's no different than me going to the doctor, you know, and them saying, ah, you eat like shit and (laughs) your fucking heart is going to stop beating here in like 20 years. If you don't, you know, get your cholesterol down and do all this bullshit, you know, don't eat this, don't eat, I'd be like, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, he was. Schedule my fucking viewing for 20 years because (laughs) nothing's changing, you know, but 
I'm hard-headed like that. You are. I would rather live a fun life, one that I actually want to wake up for every day, yeah. than to live a life that isn't worth living. Mm-hmm. So if I get to do all the same stupid bullshit that I do now, I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I told you from day one, 65, that's it. You always have to be right. And if I get 25 years out of this, I'll be 60 fucking five. I know. So it it really doesn't hurt my feelings. What'll hurt my feelings is, is if it is in like 10 years. Yeah. That's the only part that'll bother me. But Me too. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to know. You just have to keep enjoying every day and making it worth it every day. Yep. I'm just going to go give my blood every month, mm-hmm. get my blood work done, and have sex as much as fucking possible. All right. So does that mean we're going to go have sex right now? I mean, after I edit this, yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, you were sick all weekend. And now it's Sunday night, and I have to get this out by tomorrow morning. So, yeah. All right. I got to do that first. Well, I won't get you sick, but you can fuck me later. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely plan on it. All right. So, I just want to thank everybody again, and uh, I hope that you have a great week, and you tune back in next week for episode 71, where we'll probably piss some more people off. Yay! Thank you for listening to another episode of the Kitchen Sink ENM and Kink podcast. Please make sure to check out the people who support us, VJ's Hotspot, the Trendy Pineapple, and also Pandora's Resort. They are really awesome people and they love and support the lifestyle just the way we do. So please make sure that you go and check them out. And if you'd like to find us on social media, you can find us pretty much everywhere at KS. E-N-M and Kink Podcast. That's all the major socials. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Clapper. And also now we are moving away from OnlyFans and you can find all of our video and picture content at fansly.com slash K-S-E-N-M and Kink Podcast.